Hi, glad you guys to make it this far. Trying to rise this lacking energy of mine. How are you guys vibing? Have you reflected on something yet? Do you have interesting dreams? Did you misbehave somewhat? I hope you did, because mine was too well behaved. I think the podcast always start with reflecting somewhat on the previous episode. I think it's good because it's a way to check yourself. It's okay if your opinion change again. Same as when you reread messages from five years ago. Cringe moments, we all recognize them. But what I mean is that to hear yourself again in, for example, an audio helps with listening to yourself if you said something correctly. Talking to yourself is just not enough. It's like reading your essay out loud. If your sentence is not well-structured, then your message won't come through. Uh, this is the first week being back from Spain. Spain was damn nice. My favorite time was in the beginning or whenever I traveled alone. Spain was very helpful because I gained some inspiration in many aspects. Uh, what did I do all week? I like walking. I'm not the type of traveler who likes to sit down for long. Sitting down at the beach is cool, but please, not too long. And I guess I had a goal. A goal to find something, which I did in many ways eventually. You also see more things when you keep moving. Oh yeah. I flew on the 14th of February. Yeah. It was cheap flight. And not because I had a date. I didn't have a date. And the coin fell way later. Then I was like... Oh, but then I was like, oh, well, suit yourself. Good luck, Shant. <laughs> that, yeah. Um, okay, so the ending of episode four was about going back to sports. And sport belongs to the topic health. And that is what I'm going to talk about, especially in dietary and functioning of my body. Nobody cares what your diet is in your body, Shant. But I will unfold how diet intake and body understanding is linked to my background. Ah, okay, Sean. Better, better, more interesting. Okay. Also, I feel like I should cover each topic before I can go talk freely on other topics. And what's left of the four topic is sex. That's for next week. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, here is my co-star, Sean's body. You have Sean's mind and you have Sean's body. Yay! Um... Good heavens, like this week I thought talking about health and food is super boring, but it's not. I found out so many new things about my adoption. So today these are the questions I will cover. What cautions or things to consider after adopting with food? What were your diet like before adoption? What were the lifestyles and dietary post-adoption? How did you adjust your diet in your post-adoption did you have difficulty with certain diets or cuisines or ingredients? How satisfied are you with your overall health now? This will be interesting. <laughs> for those who want to adopt a child, I'm going to prepare you for this. Okay, first thing. What kind of cautions and considerations you have to think about? I have never thought of this before. All those basic questions such as, uh, how did you choose me or why did you choose me blah 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 but food intake my gosh I did some research on this then I have asked my parents about this 
And I've never stated this question before. It's so normal to eat that this question just doesn't get attention at all. Even for people who are not adopted, you, you're just very used to eating. You don't think about asking your parents, like, what was your strategy of feeding me, I guess. Um, of course, each family has their own growing up and the food intake methods. Here's my summary of the article I've read. Um, we as kids have this luxury to not think about our diet, right? We're dependent on others to feed us. Now imagine, what if you don't know where your next meal is coming from or if there will ever be a next meal? It's pretty clear to imagine, isn't it? For some adopted children, this was their reality prior to their adoption. Did not receive regular meals or proper nutrition in the first years of their lives. Their first feeding experience weren't positive and they might have a history of food deprivation. That's why many of these children suffer with eating problems once they arrive home. These children may hoard food by hiding in the room. They might gobble their food or keep eating long after they are full. This is because food represents a source of anxiety, okay? They are focused on getting that next meal because they are on a survival mode. And food may represent security. This anxiety typically subsides once the child begins to trust his new parents and realize that there will be food there at the next meal. My gosh, I haven't thought of that. Neither did you guys, probably. But depending on the strategic way of feeding your kid could lead to complications or some sort of food disorder. Now, these are cases of intense background, though. Um, so, what were your diet like before adoption? I don't recall my eating patterns on the countryside and the orphanage that well, but I do know that there is a lot of rice and soups and vegetables. Simple, super healthy. So, low on calories, but good in nutrition. Uh, rice was prime in Asia, right? Like, it's not a surprise. But meat, sweet, and bread was a luxury. Besides that, we eat seasonal fruits. Um, we had a lot of watermelons, mangoes, cashew fruits, and nearly forgotten lotus seeds. Anyways, we just walked, like, <laughs> when you want when you to eat, you just walk up to a tree, climb the thing, and then there you go. Not on your plate surrounded by plastic and stuff, just in your hand. How awesome is that availability? And fruits already have their natural organic packaging. And as for land meat and water meat, that happens occasionally, but there, like, there were no fridges in the countryside, so... Dealing with the minimum is really calculating your money, grocery, storage, and patience. You know your average grocery intake, right? Now imagine you don't have a fridge. What would you buy then? Short story, here comes. I remember the time I went back to Cambodia during my backpack year. I stayed one night at my uh, biological family and I arrived like late after... Uh, late morning and okay I'm already familiar with the surroundings so it wasn't a big shock I was in the kitchen room and I saw this small basket of raw meat um, ants were crawling in and out I figured that will be our lunch that was so cool I had no worries because I knew my stomach could handle that even after I became westernized hospitalized no joke i had no problem whatsoever 
Uh, okay, and then you also have the lifestyle and the dietary post-adoption. So, background check, mama calling, and we had this long talk. Of course, she knew what she should look out for apart from schooling and raising up. Uh, but feeding is one of them. She had this adopt agency and talked about health and vaccination. You can expect the first week of a lot of doctor appointments. Um, the doctors concluded that I was underfed. I received enough nutrition, but I lacked the quantity of meals. Now, I didn't have food deprivation because I had normal breastfeeding and at the orphanage, we did receive meals on regular times, but just not enough. Uh, the first two months, I was loading with food and focused on gaining weight and adjusting my taste. Now, within two months, I reached my average weight for my height. That was good. And then I asked my parents, what were your strategies on feeding me? Both of the parties, so my parents and I, are in luck we live in Asia, so the ingredients were not that different from Cambodia. And the prices are low as well because it's local supply. In Asia, the upper class, if you have the money, you you can hire a house staff. And in Europe, it would be very uncommon and the regulation would be very different and more expensive, etc. Et I had two lady house staff who took care of me. Not at the same time though, different times. Both originated from Asia themselves. I felt comfortable around them. One of them, uh, the first one, uh, she has four daughters, so she knows what to feed me. And then the other lady, uh, later, I was like a daughter to her. Every so and then, when my parents had stuff to do, I, I don't know what, I can just chill with my other mom. <laughs> Uh, she would take me through Singapore walks and parks and meeting up with her friends and stuff. Um, but man, I had so many moms, my gosh. I'm, I'm so easy, even a cat can take care of me. I don't remember how I behaved around them. I guess the comfort I had with them became such a routine that you don't remember all the small details anymore. It's not a big impact in that sense, you know what I mean? So my parents love Asian food as well, and thus it was very easy for me to join the feeding pattern. So, take me out for breakfast, lunch, dinner, no problemo. At the very beginning, there was this language barrier, right? So they learned some common Cambodian words, uh, you know, uh, school, uh, eating time, uh, bathroom, sleeping time. Um, or they showed me cards and then they say it in Dutch and then that way, you know, I can learn some Dutch. Guess that's the start of my artistic talents. One of my sense of sharpened here, yo. Okay. How did I adjust my diet post-adoption? It was rather easy for me to adjust my diet. I built trust pretty much right away because, duh, I wanted to be the one who get adopted. So <laughs> you parents better not let me down. Um, joke. The first two months, I ate congee, which is easy Asian breakfast. It's like rice porridge with chicken and egg and tauge, and it was a big bowl. So yummy. Before recording this, I searched it up, and it looks so nostalgic. I nearly cried. 
As for dinner, it was fried rice with an egg on top, and the egg I ate it as last. I wasn't scared to taste other food. This is what was given to me. Eat the familiarity, and when I am ready to take on the food challenge, then I'll do something about it. You know, kids will let you know if they need something. If you swap food too fast, then who knows my tummy does. My intestines needs to adjust to the rich food. I was an easy child, like angel that I was. <laughs> no, but I could I couldn't talk the language, so I was pretty quiet. But man, they killed my nickname. My nickname was Miss Bossy Boots, though. I'm so going to earn that back. There's also this character in a child and feeding. Like some children are the worst with food, and then later they're a super great eater. Or uh, you have kids that are very picky eaters. I don't know how that will turn out. I I'm not a doctor, but you can think th through it on your own. I don't want to think for you guys okay next uh, any other unusual observations i no i was easy my stomach was strong because i was eating fried insect or meat that was not in the fridge or unripe mangoes so i had no difficulty adjusting to new diet or cuisine but um okay crap i scrapped that but certain ingredients were a fat no Mushrooms and tomatoes, no. And sugar and sodas are yakiba. Yeah. Tomatoes are one of my favorite snacks now though. And mushrooms, I I really admire them. Like they're super cool because they're super mysterious. Um anyways, I'm learning to eat them. And after the adoption, I stayed living in Asia in Singapore and there were all types of cuisine. That you can find there. Singapore was well-developed country and has many options. I learned to give everything a chance. I was very thankful and content with what I received. I was chill. Plus, it was easy for my parents to not give me candy. If there were birthday parties uh, of my friends, then you know you get this bag of goodies. Then you go home, and then it was a pro for my mom. She ate all of mine stuff. I didn't like sweets whatsoever. I never ate sugar in Cambodia because we didn't have that. In Singapore, there was this Dutch club. It's called Hollands Club, hey, for the Dutch people. Um, just like me, my classmates were expats and Dutch as well. So we all hang out there. And every Friday, there was this big gathering. Uh, kids' tables. Um, and then the parents stick with the parents table. It was wonderful time and After swimming we went to get ice cream now a lot of my friends received them Like a lot during the week. I was allowed once a week <laughs> But I didn't mind or at least I understand you get fat from sugar okay? <laughs> Yeah, um, there's another thing that I didn't like my taste buttons were so pure. Whenever I eat with my friends, they go for chicken nuggets, hot dogs, mac and cheese, chips, junk. Mm. And I ate like, you know, laksa, chili con carne, and for the Dutchies, burko met rookworst with ease. So it's very unique 
um, how kids, you know, stick with the junkies. And then I was just, you know, already eating adult food. And I didn't want to eat the mainstream kids' food. I seriously like, you know, big pizzas or give me a spare ribs or uh, like just give me complicated stuff. I'll eat that. I also asked my parents about how people react when they see the small kid eating adult-sized food or just, you know, join the gang. And they are amazed as well. Another noticeable behavior that my parents saw is that I didn't drink much. Like, water was very scarce in the countryside. So I think my behavior was that, you know, keep the water for the last because it it was very valuable. So um, don't drink it right away because you never know when you're going to need the most. But therefore I can eat more. <laughs> and my dad... He was so happy with me. I ate what he also likes, which my brother or mother don't. And the relationship I had with my dad wasn't that strong at the beginning. And food really helped that out. In the beginning of the episode, I have mentioned about the behavior around hoarding. I did have a little, but it subsided quickly. Instead of gathering food... I gathered napkins, plastic, cutlery, sugar cubes, salt and pepper bags for the first few months. All for my grandmother. Because I knew at the countryside there wasn't much utensils. And when I do go back, I can give it to her. What I mean by going back is I go to Cambodia to visit my family. Because my adoptive parents think it's important to keep my identity to keep the memories to keep staying the contact with them so that's the reason why and up until now i have visited cambodia i think like four times so with the hoarding problem food was not an issue and my hoarding problem shifted to props and then lastly how satisfied are you with your overall diet intake I am very satisfied with my overall diet up until now. I have little to no complaints physically and mentally. Wait, tiny complaints about my mental aspects. (laughs) But in general, all just fine. This is also a question for you guys. Ask yourself if you are satisfied with your diet intake from the beginning of time up until now. It's fun to look at your overall food intake as if you are your own uh, professional dietitian. And it's also an ongoing process. I haven't found anything that I am allergic to. As for my biological family health check, I haven't heard anything unusual so far. So, strong genes. It's cool to know your feeding pattern. Any person at some point wants to know their feeding pattern. What they like, dislike, if you are a picky eater, easy pie kid. Actually... It's nothing different from when you just have a baby and just entered parenthood and you might have read everything, but to apply is nerve-wracking. Or when you are babysitting another person's kid, you need some guidance on feeding pattern, just like the lady staffs who took care of me. On the other hand, my parents basically didn't have to feed me for the first five years because I was raised somewhere else, so um, it's a pro for me because I have received too healthy of a diet. Uh, No chemicals, no processed food, no sugar, no packaging. Okay, I had less food quantity. Um, 
but yeah, okay, it was solved easily. I was living in a completely different world. I know it's different for kids living in the city. They get to see different feeding sources, but both different life as kids, you don't know better. Uh, I have a better understanding what more has happened to me. I would like to talk more about my health, how to find your metabolic body type, bulimia nervosa, how food aspect in dating uh, affects that and more. But okay, I'm done for today. Uh, now the first health topic is covered. Now we can go to the last topic as we're all waiting for. Sex. I don't know if you guys are even interested in that. But sex because I'm still going to continue with that. <laughs> Not a fan of saying this. Um, follow, like, rate, please share. Arigato. If you have questions about adoption, then DM me on my Instagram, Shantadeyunga. Do what you want. I'm planning my day tomorrow. What's your guys' plan next week? Admire your fashion. Give a little update to them. Look for inspiration. Make new contacts. Play with pets if you have to. Think about little things pretty please. And my plan? Uh, continue with my life and find a job. Catching up with sport as well. <laughs> and most importantly, stay healthy and maintaining my diet. Do some weird shit. Have a nice day. Have a nice week. Have a nice weekend. You hear from me soon. Juice.